1: Every day. I am Peter Bukowski and I cover the Packers for SB Nation. I cover the NFL around the internet and you can follow me on Twitter at Peter underscore Bukowski. You can follow the podcast on Twitter at Locked on Packers and you can find all of our content at our Facebook page where you can like us. You can subscribe to the show on iTunes, on Spotify, on Google Play, everywhere you get podcasts. You will find Locked on Packers. Ask your smart device. Okay, Google, play Locked On Packers. Alexa, play Locked On Packers. We will come through for you there as well. And anytime you want to hit up the Locked On Packers fan hotline, you can do that at 920 341 3775. Zach Cruz from Packers Wire returns to the show for Expert Tuesday today. And then we are set for the Patriots. It is on to New England for the Green Bay Packers, the Patriots coming off a short week and what I would call an uninspiring performance on Monday night. And we'll certainly get to a lot of Patriots talk as we move through the week. But before we get to Zach and before we get to anything Patriots related, we have to talk about the news that has come out over the last 24 hours as it relates to this game, as it relates to... To Ty Montgomery. So let's start with the Mike Silver report from NFL.com and NFL Network, where anonymous players are bashing Ty Montgomery, saying, you know that that they believe this was a selfish decision by Ty Montgomery that it was based on him not not playing, that he was trying to make a play, that he threw a temper tantrum on the sideline, and Mike McCarthy described. Ty Montgomery's decision as a mistake. And it was a mistake, Ty Montgomery said as much. But then you get and this this started on Sunday. You get these clown fans on Twitter going after the player, apparently going after his wife and his children, and this is absolutely unacceptable behavior by Packer fans, or anyone else. And if you see someone doing it, tell them to stop. If you're doing it, you need to stop. This is not how we treat people. Period. Full stop. End of story. It is a football game. And under no circumstances are you allowed to harass a player? Are you allowed to threaten a player? Are you allowed to tell a player to end his own life? That kind of stuff is toxic. It's poisonous. And it reflects more on you for engaging in that kind of behavior than it does on the player for the mistake that he made. That is, it, it, there is no other way to get around that situation You, in engaging in that behavior, are acting so much worse and revealing yourself to be so much more worthy of criticism than a professional athlete who has worked his entire life achieved so much to get to the top of his field and perform on the highest stage. And you, from the comfort of your keyboard, are going to spit that kind of vitriol at him? That is garbage, and anyone who does that engages in garbage behavior. You are revealing yourself more than you are revealing him. And I want to add, okay, let's move on for a moment from that soapbox and understand the frustration of the player. And I'm not justifying what he did in terms of taking the ball out of the end zone. Okay, that is worthy of criticism. He admitted it was a mistake. So let's criticize that mistake, not impugn his character or anything else. And I'm not saying that, that we shouldn't believe the anonymous player. I'm not saying we should believe Ty Montgomery. I don't know what to believe. I think it's human nature when you're not getting touches and not getting carries to press. And let me read this quote from you. He said, I wanted to make a play, and I was frustrated about that. I don't fully understand what my role is right now, what I'm supposed to be doing, how I'm supposed to help this team, and it's frustrating when I want to help the team. And I get limited opportunities, and it just didn't happen on that play. He also said that he is making a sacrifice, shortening his career potentially by playing running back instead of receiver, and he's right about that. And he's right about everything that he just said. And I understand from his perspective why he'd be frustrated in that situation because Aaron Jones, he did make the switch. And Aaron Jones comes in and Jamal Williams come in and and they supplant him on this team as the the featured running backs because they're running backs and Ty Montgomery isn't. And so now the Packers in the offseason, they draft these receivers who are playing well. Geronimo Allison steps up. Marquez Valdez-Scantling steps up. Equinemius St. Brown comes forward. And now where is Ty Montgomery in this team? How does he contribute? Is he a gadget player now? Is Is he basically Corderell Patterson minus the returnability? I don't know. And on Monday, I wrote that I thought the best thing for both teams, because I do think he can still be a useful player, is to trade him. Because... He is still helpful. He is still useful, just not to this team in this moment. Now, today is the trade deadline. We'll find out what happens. Ha Ha Clinton Dick said, you know, we'll talk yesterday. He he said, we'll talk in 24 hours. Maybe you guys will be surprised. I don't know what that means. And, And maybe between the time I record this and when you're listening, something has happened. Maybe. But Green Bay has to get this resolved because Ty Montgomery could help this team beat the Patriots on Sunday. I don't think anyone should think that Green Bay can't go to New England and beat the Patriots because the Patriots are not as good as the Rams. They're not. Defensively, they're not nearly as good. Offensively, they're not as good. They're not as dangerous in ways that that Los Angeles is and can be. The Packers proved. Mike McCarthy called it an alpha performance from Jair Alexander. They have the guy to cover Julian Edelman. I think this is a week you'll see Josh Jackson play more because he's going to be out there to cover Rob Gronkowski. That is the ideal matchup for Green Bay. In terms of having a guy to stop Rob Gronkowski, a big guy, not as physical as you would like, but a big athletic corner who can run with Gronk and has great ball skills. Because a lot of what what Tom Brady does, he did it at the in the in the second half against EJ Gaines, who is 5'9". Josh Jackson, six, one with long arms. And Gaines ran step-for-step step with Gronk. If Jackson runs step-for-step step with Gronk and, and Brady just throws it up there, 6'1", with long arms, has a lot better, ch- and great ball skills, he has a lot better chance than EJ Gaines, 5'9", and a half, with, with good ball skills. But Ty Montgomery, against those Patriots linebackers, that should be easy. That should be a no-brainer. He should be able to light this Patriots linebacker group on fire. Him and Jimmy Graham. So if he's going to still be on this team come tomorrow, then he needs to be a part of the game plan. He needs to have a short memory. Mike McCarthy needs to have a short memory, and Aaron Rodgers needs to have a short memory because he can help this team win. One of the really cool things about the game on Sunday was Mike Sando was there for ESPN, and he said if there were 70,000 people At the L.A. Coliseum, 45,000 were Packer fans. And I bet more than a few of them got their tickets on Vivid Seats. With Vivid Seats, you can attend the concert, show, or sporting event of your choice at a great price. Vivid Seats is the top source for tickets for all the live events you want to go to. You can sort by price or look for seats in the section and row of your choice. To make things even better, Vivid Seats is giving listeners an exclusive promo code, For new customers to receive $20 off orders of $200 or more to save even more money. Go to the App Store or Google Play and download the Vivid Seats app. Use promo code LOCKEDON for $20 off orders of $200 or more as a new customer of Vivid Seats. Every purchase is backed by a 100% buyer guarantee from the biggest concerts and games to the hottest theater and more. Vivid Seats has it all. Download the app and enter promo code LOCKEDON for $20 off orders of $200 or more as a new customer of Vivid Seats. Make a memory that lasts a lifetime and let Vivid Seats help you get to your favorite live event.
3: Hey, listen up, FanDuel Fantasy players. Your day is about to get 20% better.
0: All
1: right, he is the managing editor and writer for Packers Wire. He's also a contributor to Packer Plus. You can follow him on Twitter at Zach, with a -A C-H-Z-A-C-H-K-R-U-S-E. Zach Cruz, two on Twitter. Zach, thank you for coming back to Locked on Packers.
2: Thanks for having me back, Peter. So,
1: we have had so much happen since the end of the game on Sunday, or at least so much be reported and discussed about how that game ended. First, there was the Mike Silva reporting about the players being upset with the way that Ty Montgomery handled um, that, that kickoff. The fans were obviously upset as well, and then Mike McCarthy said his piece, called it a mistake, and then Ty Montgomery had the opportunity... Uh, to respond to those criticisms, and I think fairly suggested that the players should have handled this stuff in-house, that's how he would have handled it, and that he is someone who has always handled his business the right way, Uh, you know, more or less 24 hours after all of that happened, a little bit more now, uh, what, what are your impressions of that scenario and what has gone down in that time span?
2: yeah I think some of the stuff coming out of there is pretty concerning because you don't you don't want teammates bashing you behind your back and talking to reporters and honestly and you know that's such a bad vibe in the locker room and I can tell you know just hearing Ty talk today that you know that hurt him a lot and you know we got we got fans riling him up on you know threatening his family on social media and that's terrible so awful. it's a bad situation yeah yeah awful it's a bad situation I think. You know, he, obviously he made a mistake. It was a big mistake. McCarthy said it was a mistake. Montgomery said it was a mistake. You know, it doesn't sound like they're going to cut him, which, you know, is fine with me because, you know, I, I think he's a passionate player. He's obviously frustrated. He, he isn't getting the ball a lot. I think, you know, he, he was a little, you know, confused maybe where he was on the field. I don't, I don't know how that's possible for a veteran kicker returner, but you know, I, I, I can see where in that moment he, he, thought he had a chance to make a play, and he tried to do it. It was a mistake. It was a big mistake, but, you know, I, I think I understand the whole situation surrounding it and can, and can kind of sympathize with Montgomery a little bit.
1: I think the question for this team moving forward is now, what what role does he have on this team? I mean, I wrote about it on Monday for Acme Packing Company. You know, where, where does his role stand? Because do you trust him now on kick returns? And it seems like Aaron Jones has finally, mercifully taken the bull by the horns when it comes to what's going on in this backfield share. And I, I just don't know where that, I mean, he, I think Montgomery, the number was only six offensive snaps in the game. Yep. So if yep. in the biggest game of the season, he's only getting six offensive snaps, what is his role? I, it, frankly, it's hard for me to blame him for wondering what it is he's expected to do at this point.
2: Yeah, and he he pretty much said that today as he was explaining the play that he really is uncertain of what his role is, and it's hard not to blame him because you know I I think the Packers can still get a lot of value out of out of him as a you know receiving set if they use him the right way if they get him into the right matchups I still don't think they do that enough but I mean it's clear and it's a good thing that they're they're going to be rolling with Aaron Jones a lot but yeah it's it's hard to it's hard to figure out what his role is if he's not going to be a pass protector or a pass catcher out of the backfield and. You know, his, his role is going to be limited. and he is probably going to be a frustrated player. Let's let's uh, let's pull
1: the lens back a little bit on this game, um, because obviously, you know, I spent all of yesterday discussing it and and at a certain point we have to be, you know, in the words of, of Bill Belichick, we have to be on to New England this week as as media members, as fans, as as observers of the league, because it, it's already time uh, to look forward but how does this game and the outcome of this game, you know, you lose 29-27 against the best team in football on the road, even coming off the bye, are you encouraged? Are you discouraged? Where are you with this team right now? And, and how did this game leave you feeling about where they are and where they can go?
2: Yeah, I think they're, they've hit a crossroads now because they can either use this game and You know, watching it back a couple times, they played really well for a lot of this game. You know, the the offense had a couple couple cold stretches in there, and they made some mistakes, but the defense played really, really well, and there was a lot of good to take away from it. But on the other side of it, they also were coming off a bye. They were fully fully healthy. You know, Aaron Rodgers was getting closer to being fully healthy. They had, you know, just about everyone available, and they still couldn't go – to los angeles where it was mostly packer fans in the stands (laughs) and get a win and pull it off so you know i get a feeling that either this this performance is going to galvanize them and they're gonna you know maybe jump off and you know come closer to realizing their potential or this is just going to be what they are and they're a team that is has potential and you see it in spurts but they never fully realize what they what they have and what they could be so know, i think if they can't get up for a Sunday night game, you know, after playing the way they did um, Sunday in in Los Angeles and give the Patriots a good game, I could see the season going going the other way because, you know, at some point you got to be more than just close to getting there. You got to get there, and i I'm, I'm just I, we haven't seen them get there. So we're seven games in, so that has to be discouraging.
1: Yeah, and what was the what was the line that that Jack Wepfer had in uh on Packers wire on Monday was it was something
2: Yeah, it was something about you, that's the Packers identity now is just almost getting there. You know, I I think that rings true a lot of this team lately. I mean, they've been good. They've they're always scratching at the surface of great, but they just haven't gotten there, you know, really since the 2014 season. They've been good just haven't been great maybe that's their identity
1: now well and maybe you you can even take that back and and say really going back to 2010 uh since that Super Bowl run they they have not made the plays that they have needed to make and you you just wonder on who is that a reflection I, I came away from this game going there were plenty of other games where you could point to someone and say. This is, the, this is the reason the Packers lost the game, or this is a confluence of of reasons that, that lost the game. And ultimately, you know, Aaron Rodgers said after the game, the Ty Montgomery fumble didn't lose us the game. It just prevented us from winning it, or something to that effect. I, I didn't feel like the scheme for Green Bay on either side of the ball was bad from a coaching standpoint. I, I didn't feel like one or two plays here or there, I mean, obviously the Ty Montgomery play, but this this felt like as a complete a performance as they've had all season, and yet they can be much better. What do you need to see from them against New England in a game that I think when the schedules came out, everyone expected Green Bay to lose? Uh, what do you need to see from this team in that game to say, okay, this team still has an opportunity to be one of the playoff teams in the NFC? I
2: think we need to see them play... 60 minutes of good football on both sides because I, I think we've seen the offense have periods where they look unstoppable and the passing game gets, gets going. And Aaron Jones gets going. You're like, how does this, how does this team not score 30 points a game? And then you flip it to the other side of the defense and they shut down the Rams in the first half. And they, they have all these good halves of play. And then, you know, the, they have the flip side where they're not so good. And, you know, they've had some tough starts and so I, you you really just you got to see them play a sixty minute game where they're good on both sides and they, you know, they don't make big mistakes and you know y- you need to see that before I I think you can consider this team a playoff team. All right, we're gonna get back to Zach in just
1: a second, but before we do, I want to tell you about one of today's sponsors, Swap dot com. It is crazy how much we have to pay for brand new clothes. I just went to the outlets, and even the outlet prices were crazy expensive. Wouldn't it be great if there was a place to discover awesome discounts on gently used clothes? Well, there is. It's called Swap.com, the world's largest online consignment and thrift store. Stop driving to store after store and sifting through racks. Easily sift through millions of clothes in seconds at Swap.com with easy-to-use filters to find just what you need. Swap.com is the world's largest online consignment and thrift store, which means you can save up to 90% off retail price on your favorite brands like Lululemon, Carter's, Nike, J. Crew, and The Gap. These are quality, hand-inspected items, and they're added every day. If something doesn't fit, enjoy hassle-free returns within 30 days. A special offer for our listeners, locked on packers listeners, can get 35% off select items on your first order with promo code locked on. Plus, find new deals every day on swap.com's homepage. That's 35% off select items on your first order with promo code locked on.
0: David Harrison here, the Locked On Washington Football Team Podcast, celebrating with you a 21 grain salute to a less boring sandwich thanks to Dave's killer one organic bread for a reason it tastes so stinking good dave's killer bread is made with the highest quality organic and non-gmo ingredients and is power packed with whole grains fiber and protein visit dave's killer to learn more and look for dave's killer bread in the bread aisle of your local grocery store
1: all right back to zach i said yesterday on the show that i thought one of the reasons that you can point to this team and say they can get better, as you said, is two of the players right now who are our key contributors. And certainly on Sunday, we saw that. Jair Alexander and Marquez Valdez-Scantling are rookies. And you could say, well, maybe they'll hit a rookie wall and they will stop contributing. Or you could say, as they get more comfortable they will they will grow in their ability to impact this team and I, and I compared Alexander to Sam Shields his rookie season in Green Bay and what we saw in 2010 what did i mean do you are you able to take some of those encouraging things out of sunday and say look th- there are there are players on this team Kenny Clark Mike Daniels who absolutely balled out on Sunday and if you want to take something positive out of this game and say this is why Green Bay can be better moving forward these are the reasons
2: oh yeah there was so many good individual performances from that game Sunday you know every Monday I I watch back the game two or three times and do a a studs and duds column and the studs we had a lot of studs there you know both sides of the ball there was guys making plays I thought Kenny Clark and Mike Daniels were absolutely dominant from the start to the finish, uh, you know, Jair Alexander, you can't say enough about him, you know, five pass breakups. Uh, what did McCarthy call it? An alpha performance. Yep. I thought that was a great, <laughs> a great label for that. Cause that's really what it was. He, he was all over Brandon Cooks, who is a really, really good receiver. But I think that's encouraging. I think Valdez that every single week, you see him improve a little bit and that improvement turns into a big play like you know the cornerback comes up and tries to press him which is exactly what you should probably do to a rookie receiver with speed and he does a little shimmy gets around him restacks and hits the go route for the touchdown i think you're just seeing him develop on the fly so fast you can you can just tell aaron Rodgers is building trust in him and i think that that more than anything else probably on the offense and not, obviously aaron jones get more involved but the emergence of all this scaling and what he can do vertically and, you know, some of the stuff with his height and speed, that's stuff that's really encouraging. Cause I think that's kind of the key to opening up what the Packers want to do on offense. They haven't had that guy who can consistently get down the field, threaten the safeties, you know, po- force the safeties to play back and then they can run the ball a little bit. You know, that's when they're at the best. So I think that's hugely encouraging, you know, Devonte Adams, another stud game. I mean, he, every single week, you know, cornerbacks can't cover. Marcus Peters had no chance on some of those routes. I think that's encouraging. Um, i trying to think who else is in the the studs column. This, this uh, And this week you know, might Martina. be the
1: easiest, not to interrupt, I'm sorry, but this week yeah. for, for Devontae Adams might be his easiest cornerback matchup of the season. I mean, he has basically yeah. only faced stud corners all season, and it hasn't mattered. Yeah. He's been one of the best receivers in the league.
2: Yeah, that's that's true. He's he's faced a gauntlet of good good corners and he's really smoked them all. I mean, he hasn't really had a unproductive game yet. He's you know he's riding three straight 100 yard games, so I think he's on pace for 16 or 1700 yards. So you know he's he's really emerging as a a, a top playmaker. So
1: you were starting to talk about Blake Martinez. I, I thought that this was Blake Martinez's best game of the season, and I think that's another reason why um, this defense has an opportunity to get better. I wanna I wanna get your input on a topic that has been out there for a couple weeks now, and I think all season, dating back to the off season, and that is the status of Mike McCarthy. Um, with, with the season, you know, you mentioned it, it. It is it is hanging in the balance to some degree because they can either decide that this loss is a galvanizing force, or the season goes sideways for them. And if it goes sideways, that will almost certainly have repercussions for Mike McCarthy. So, I mean, are, are you looking at this stretch as a make-or-break stretch for Mike McCarthy?
2: I, I think you kind of have to, because if they don't come out of this stretch looking like a playoff contender, they're, they're not going to make the playoffs, first of all. If they don't make the playoffs, I think that has to be it for McCarthy. I mean, I defend him a lot. I think he gets maybe a, too much criticism for you know some of the stuff he does. I agree. I think his play calling is is, is a little bit better than, than most people think. But, you know, he's in year thirteen. He's he's only got one year left on his deal after this. You know, Aaron Rodgers is, is entering the twilight. This this has to be right now. So I, I, I wouldn't be surprised if, if the Packers kind of struggled through this stretch and then, you know, limp to the finish at eight, seven and one and missed the playoffs if McCarthy is out because, you know, like I said, this this team feels like it has potential to be great, but there's just so much unrealized potential right now. And if McCarthy can't get the most out of them that finished the year, I mean, I think you probably have to make a change.
1: Yeah. I mean, I think that is a fair assessment. I I tend to agree and we're going to find out a lot about this team on Sunday. The unfortunate part is they did. They just didn't bag enough wins early in the season to get them to this stretch we when we looked at the schedule when it first came out and i'm sure you felt similarly it seemed like green bay could could get through their early games and have just one or two losses heading into the bye and and getting into this stretch with a little bit bigger cushion and that just wasn't wasn't something they were able to do for myriad reasons and now it seems like you know they're they're fighting for their lives one, one thing that i want to ask before i let you go is um they're they're still just you know, they're basically tied in the lost column with everyone else in the NFC North. Um do you still think that this is a team that can compete and contend for a division title and ultimately
2: the NFC? I think they can definitely contend for the division because I think I think these teams are gonna keep beating each other up the rest of the way and you know, I think most of the teams have a tough tough schedule the rest of the way so it, it, I guess it's possible that nine wins could get you there in the NFC North this year so I'm not too worried about where they're at in the division right now but I'm not sure there's anything you can point to and say this is a team that can run a gauntlet through that NFC and get to the Super Bowl I, you know they played well Sunday against the Rams but like I said there's a bunch of factors there that you know probably push them towards their best game so they, they they got a tough stretch here. They're going to have to get through it. They're going to have to win a couple of these. I I think if if they don't at least go um, probably two and two in these games, they're going to have a they're going to have a really tough tough way into the playoffs. So you know I I think they're going to be there probably towards the end of the NFC or the NFC North. But you know, I I need to see a lot more before I can say that this team is going to contend in the NFC for the playoffs.
1: I think you're totally right, and it it matters which games too, right? If they beat Minnesota and Chicago on the road, oh yeah, um, that that makes life so much yep. easier for them as they as they head down the stretch here because they've got some some nice home games. They've got a couple, you know, that that Jets road game at least is a nice road game late in the year, and then they have the Lions at home in Week 17, so that could be Green Bay's opportunity. Yep. Win that game, you win the division.
2: There, yeah, there's definitely a pathway to you know 10 5 and 1 but they're going to have to they're going to have to steal a couple of these games in the tough stretch and then play lights out down the stretch so there's a pathway to the to 10 5 and 1 and I think that guarantees you the playoffs but it's going to be tough
1: it is well this is i mean if 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 it's going to be for mike mccarthy's job and and it's going to be for not having another wasted year of aaron rodgers in his prime then we have to see a team playing with urgency and if they don't play with urgency they won't achieve the things that they have to achieve, and that's going to lead to changes, and, and that's just where we are right now. Yep. Zach, yep. I appreciate you coming on and offering your always insightful input. Uh, where can my listeners find more of the work
2: that you do? You can find me on the Packers Wire, which is a part of the USA Today Sports Media Group, and you can find me on Twitter at Cruz too.
1: And if you're not already following Zach, I, I don't know what you're doing. Go follow Zach. Uh, he does great. He does great work. So does the Packers wire, uh, even as a, a so-called competitor of of the site that I write for. That is just fine. Zach, thanks for coming on the show again.
2: Thanks for having me, Peter. Let's do it again, too.
1: For sure. All right. I want to thank Zach again for joining Locked on Packers. He does really outstanding work as a member of the Packers Twitter family as a Packers blogger. Uh, Packers Wire is a great website. And as I said, even though they are technically a competitor of Acme Packing Company, uh, we're all family. We're all part of the Packers family, truly. We'll be back tomorrow with our crossover Wednesday show, Locked on Patriots. Patriots coming off um, a sluggish win on the road against the Bills. They're going to have a short week to prepare for Green Bay. And, and maybe that counters, the the long travel day that that Green Bay had and the the late afternoon game in L.A., this is going to be another really good football game. The the NBC crew, they've already trotted out Michael Jordan with a a little tongue-in-cheek the GOAT versus the GOAT in waiting kind of promo. It's really, really good if you haven't seen it because everyone thinks he's talking about wanting to play LeBron James one-on-one, and LeBron even made a joke on Twitter about it, but... This is going to be another outstanding game for the Packers. And and hopefully, if at the end, Aaron Rodgers is going to get an opportunity to go win the game, hopefully everyone gets their wires connected in the right way and he actually gets that chance because I think there are a lot of people who truly and firmly believe, myself included, if the Packers get the ball there, if Ty Montgomery does simply just take a knee, Green Bay marches down and they win the football game. And this is... A lot different than it could have been, but that is multiple games this season that Green Bay played well enough to win in most phases, and one or two crucial mistakes, and in in one case it was the mistake of an official, compound and and lose a game or don't win a game for the Packers in the case of that ridiculous Clay Matthews call in the ensuing tie. But the Packers can win this game just like they could have won on Sunday. A lot of you didn't believe me. I was right, and I'm going to be right this Sunday as well. Green Bay, just a six-point underdog on the road against the Patriots as opposed to 9.5 or 10 as they were against the Rams. Remember, you can follow me on Twitter at Peter underscore Bukowski. You can follow the podcast on Twitter at LockedOnPackers. Like us on Facebook. Subscribe. Rate the podcast. It helps raise our profile so other people can find us as we continue to grow in Packers Nation. And anytime you want to get in touch with us, you can do that with the Locked On Packers fan hotline. That's 920-341-3775 to let me know how you are staying locked on Packers. Packers.